sell their home as fast as possible. I'm Charlie, welcome to Moving Home with Charlie, and thank you for coming. Your house is worth whatever it's worth, right? Whoever sells it. <coughs> Wrong. If you want to find one of these guys, look out for those compassionate professionals. All estate agents are not the same. It is a massive mistake, and it's a mistake that will cost you money, not the agents. Your clients are free to just walk away. All our clients tonight could watch this and say, take my house off the market. You need to find the least terrible estate agent. But here's my advice on how to price when you're renegotiating. There's nothing else you need. If you've got this 150 quid, that's it, you can move in. Oh, oh. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Property Press Awards. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Moving Home with Charlie. I am Charlie, and I would like to begin this evening's video where we're going to be talking about how far and how fast house prices are going to fall because Nationwide announced the steepest month-on-month -month price drop since 2009 if you exclude the pandemic this morning and so that's there's actually a lot to unpick from that but given that i'm fast approaching 9,000 subscribers on youtube and it's been a long time since i've actually kind of reminded everybody what, what my background is and given that i'm getting increasing levels of hostility is too strong a word but uh, I'm getting some aggravation. I'm getting some, you know, just some aggravation, I think is the best word, from um, as things unfold and, and things that I've been predicting increasingly seem to be true. I'm getting, on the one hand, <clears throat> increasing hostility from some people, almost exclusively mortgage brokers, actually more even than estate agents. Um, but I'm also getting some individuals from both mortgage broker, the mortgage broker community and the estate agent community contacting me personally and saying, no, you're spot on. And actually the industry should have been saying these things themselves right from the beginning because estate agents knew this was coming before anybody else did and they should have been the first ones to tell us. And why weren't they? And that's all I want to go into a little bit tonight. So the first question I want to answer for all of you who are new to my channel um, is what the hell do I know? I've never been an estate agent. What the hell do I know about house prices? Um, and I've actually been given that very questions and thought today. I've had a long drive today from London back down to Devon in fog and dark, and it was exhausting. Um, good evening, everybody who's saying good evening. Um, and I thought to myself, yeah, well, it is interesting because I do appear to have a unique perspective on house prices. Someone very kindly today on Twitter said, uh, they were actually telling someone else about me and they described me as someone who had no agenda and was just sharing useful facts about what's happening for people to, 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 to do as they wished, which was wonderful. So without giving my whole life story, the relevant parts of my experience that have led to this unique background I've got that helps me, I think, well, apparently it would be the case, interpret house price uh, predictions, if you like, interpret what's happening with house prices better than a lot of people. So, uh, first of all, I started my career in the city uh, as a futures and options broker, and I was qualified by the Securities and Futures Authority, and I was a registered representative, and I was I was I was authorized to give investment advice to institutions. Um, that was a long time ago. I got fired from that job. <laughs> Make of that what you like. Uh, I actually did a video about the story about how I got fired on my personal channel. If you're interested, I'll, I'll put the link in later. Um, got fired from that job, worked for myself ever since. Uh, and then a bunch of weird stuff happened. So through total fluke, several of my very closest school friends and in, indeed my girlfriend at the time ended up working at Foxton's, the, the famous London estate agent in the early 90s when it was still a small company but but definitely making waves and so every single night after work in the pub i would be hearing what was happening at the coalface of foxes and everyone knows if anyone who's been in london will know that foxes went on to become the biggest estate agent in london it was an enormous success 
And that's before I even got into the industry myself. But I was also buying and selling one at a time, buying and selling properties, buying them, living in them, doing them up, and then either renting them out or selling them out, just one at a time. And I did I did several. And I got to know the experience from that. I was in my 20s. Um, but then the real relevance came when in 1998, I stepped into the technology uh, and marketing services for estate agents. And from 1998 to this day, I have had estate agents as my clients one way or another through several different companies, uh, mostly in London and the UK, but also in Sydney, Australia for quite a while. And during that time, I have the, the, the two specific things this. I worked very closely along, oh, the, is the audio out of sync? I'm sorry, guys. Uh, let me change the audio source and see if that helps. Um, okay, how's that? Is that better? Is that better? Give me a yes or no. Yeah, is that good? Cool. Um, I'm, all right. Anyway, so um, I started working with agents of all sizes. And my in fact, one of my very first estate agency customers was a countrywide brand. And countrywide at the time, up until just a couple of years ago, was the biggest estate agency in the UK by in terms of branch and numbers of branches. So, you know, early on, I, I had sort of exposure to corporate estate agency as, as well as boutique estate agency, mostly in London to begin with selling photography and floor plans and virtual tours back in the day. Um, and I had hundreds of estate agency companies as my clients, hundreds of brands, well, uh, hundreds of branches, uh, not hundreds of brands, uh, and thousands of individuals uh, using the services. And then, of course, the estate agency CRM. And I, I designed, and with the team I was working with, we built the first web-based uh, estate agency CRM system, which was used by that, that countrywide brand in London, Notting Hill they were. Um, as well as Dexter's. Some of you may know Dexter's is a very large company now um, who also used that software uh, when they just had five offices. There were just five offices, that was it. Um, and it was involved, the technology that I built helped a lot of agents grow their businesses. And, and the, the clients I'm actually most proud of, well, there are two of them, but there's one in Liverpool, um, which was actually a couple of mortgage brokers who started up an estate agency in order to get mortgage leads. They took on my what was my second CRM system at the time, and that ended up winning them the Grand Prix Pies Prize for the best customer service in a state agency in the whole country of agents of any size. Um, and it was they, they, those were the guys doing the work, but they said that it was it was the CRM system that I built that made their customers' experience so much better. So I have lived and breathed and had it running in my veins how to improve. Uh, movers experience by providing estate agents with tools to do it better. Um, and so all that time I've been able to see the dynamics of properties coming onto the market, how long they stay on the market, what the offers are, how many offers there are at different places in the country. And again, just, just years of that. And it's all, you know, it's gone under my skin. I, I know, I feel how that market works. In some respects, I've almost got a better insight to that than estate agents themselves because I wasn't looking at any just one company. I could see across all of our companies. And in fact, um, we came very, very close to signing up uh, Spicer Heart to our, to our software. Uh, and in doing that, we had to do a survey of all of our clients. And, and honestly, guys, I, I really got to, as the Americans would say, to grok the way estate agency works without ever being one. Um, and now I've got Best Agent, right? Which has got, it's a property website where you can go to find a home or find an agent. And it's in its infancy. It's been, it's been a long time building it. Um, and it's very, very far from perfect yet. But I now have uh, my own property data set of the entire, so at the moment it's just England and Wales, all properties for sale and to let um, on the market in England and Wales. And I can see what's happening there with prices at a national level, at a county level, at a London borough level, and at a postcode level. And I can see the market share of all the different agents and all of that is in best agent. And the best agent computers and other people would call it AI. It definitely isn't AI, right? It's, no one actually has AI fully working yet. Um, and that's worrying away all the time. So I've also run a lot of small businesses over the years outside property. Um, I've been an employer. 
Um, I've run businesses where I used to run a car washing business and, and I've been through recessions and I, and I also have a feel for, how can I put this? Um, what it's like on the street. I know that you may not believe that. You might laugh and go, Charlie, you sound posh. What do you know about the street? You'd be surprised. I'll tell you the stories another day. Um, which is why earlier on this year, I, I began to sense that there was major, major trouble ahead uh, because of the very large community of overlooked people at work who had their disposable income just wiped out. And I could see that right back in the spring of 2022. Like, this is going to, this is going to end badly. And you mix all those things together. So my own experience in business and as a property developer and as a CRM system provider. Uh, and I've got a lot of friends in the city. I've got contacts in the banks because, you know, I'm 50 now. Right. So a lot of my contemporaries from school are now running these companies and the directors of big companies. And I, and I see them and I, I hear what's going on. And I don't have an agenda. Right. I, I, I and even if I did, I wouldn't deceive people with data because I just genuinely believe that if you have information that helps other people, you should share it. So that's what I do. And so I hope for those of you who haven't heard my story before, that'll give you a little bit of a uh, an insight as to, as to my background. It's a, it's a totally unique 30 something year background into property. Okay. So today, and the link is in the, uh, the, the description below to the nationwide house price forecast. Nationwide released its house price index figures for November. And they showed that year on year house price growth is now at 4.4%, down from 7.7% in October. Month on month, it's down 1.4%. I've got two things to say about this month on month price, right? Nationwide month-on-month -month price data, if you looked at the numbers in their press release, showed that prices actually began falling month-on-month -month between August and September. But in the commentary with their press release, they didn't say that. And not a single journalist picked up on it. Okay, so house prices began falling between August and September. Very small amount, but they were falling. Picked up on it, and even I was like, hello, is anyone reading this? They're actually falling. No one heard it. It was just bizarre. So I go, no, they didn't. It wasn't in the headline. So, you know, we don't believe it. And this monthly drop is that it's 1.4% in one month. And we're going to go into the timing. So it's really important to understand this. That's the biggest single month drop in house prices since 2009, if you exclude one freak month of June 2020 in the pandemic. Um, which was just a, it was a, an anomaly because because of what they then did to stimulate the market. Um, so in the nationwide press release, if you read it, the Economist goes on to say goes on to talk about how yeah yeah well you know because of the mini budget in September the end of September, hmm, no, we haven't seen the effects of that yet on reported house prices because there hasn't been enough time so the figures that are included in the in the mortgage providers housing price index are for transactions that they know are going to go through so in other words it's about the point of exchange when they're they're going to be releasing the funds the lender's survey has been done the value of the property has been approved by the mortgage lender everything's ready to go and they effectively commit the funds and there may be a bit longer until actual completion happens because the funds go into solicitor's account but it's it's what I call mortgage completions, which are not the same as property transaction completions. It's the point at which the mortgage process of, of giving someone a mortgage, in my, I'm not, mortgage brokers might tell me I'm wrong, okay? But in my own mind, it is the point at which a mortgage provider, a mortgage lender goes, we are definitely lending these people this money to buy this house at this price. Everything's done. The money is now there for the conveyancer to take when they're ready. Because of the timings, now let's just, again, refresh, those of you who may have got rusty on this and enlighten those of you who haven't heard this before okay the number one most important consideration to take it into account when you're discussing or thinking about house prices is timing 
there are four stages to the timing process. There is the pre-market stage when someone who wants to sell their house is talking to an estate agent, thinking about selling it, discussing what price it might go on, and maybe even marketing it quietly off market at a certain price, right? But we don't get any visibility of that. But that is nevertheless a point at which estate agents are experiencing activity that's, that there's no public visibility on. Then it goes public if it doesn't sell off market. They list it publicly, and that's the asking price, and what I call the three A's of asking price, right? Sorry, the three A's of house prices, asking price. And then typically you've got three months between asking and agreed price, okay? The, the price, the time difference between when a property comes on the market and when a price is actually agreed and it goes under offer. Typically three months. Yes, it's been a lot less in the last couple of years because of the pandemic, but typically it's three months. And then it used to be three months on average between price agreed and actual price. The price at which the transaction is completed and recorded at the moment that's running four to five months behind so four to five months is the time lag on the house prices that were reported by nationwide today four to five months which means they are reporting on transactions that were being agreed july or june okay which is why I have a video on the Best Agent channel of me saying to agents in May, guys, the market's coming down. The market's coming down. No one listened to me and I was laughed at, but it was. And this is now beginning to bear it out. And this is why in August, as far as I was concerned, prices were already in free fall. And when you get December's, uh, sorry, the 1st of January, when they show December's figures, you're going to see what was happening in July and August. Right, which is timed with my first video about the eight reasons house prices are going to collapse in the UK. And now my word collapse, and which was on that video or, or crash, is no longer such an outrageous exaggeration, is it? Because we are only just seeing the beginnings of these house price falls. And yet it's the steepest fall since 2009. Okay. As so many of you tell me uh, every single day, there are still sellers out there with their head as well as their asking price in the clouds, all right? So, if you were to annualize a 1.4% price drop, it's like or more. So already, if you annualize November's house price falls, it turns into a 16% over a year. And we know this, the worst effects of the mortgage rates that went up in October, have not yet fed through to the market. They just haven't, guys. So we we have not seen in reported house prices, we're seeing it in drops of interest, we're seeing it in, uh, in activity levels dropping, we have not yet seen in reported house prices the effects of the quasi-quartang mini budget. That is yet to come. And that's gonna be February, March, in February or March 2023 is when you're going to see the true impact of the mini budget on actual house prices. And then anyone who still wants to, to accuse me of exaggerating by calling it a collapse or a crash, by all means, if you if you don't think it's a fair word by then, come and tell me. All right. So what today's news got me thinking. It got me thinking about wow if you know now that these prices the price falls are well underway wouldn't it just be better overall if there was a really sharp rip off the plaster and let house prices get down to wherever they're going to get to rather than a long slow slide because i think if i was an estate agent or a mortgage broker what i need and what i want is activity it's transactions and if there's a slow painful slide it's just going to put people off it's just going to put and it's going to make it it's going to almost be a self-fulfilling stagnancy prophecy whereas if prices actually go splat down to wherever they're going to end up right i think it's 35 percent on average but wherever they're going to end up activity will resume at that point okay there are cash buyers who want to buy there are first-time buyers who will then be able to buy activity will resume because most property transactions are done because people need to move. People need to buy, people need to sell, they need to move, and it will happen. 
But at the beginning of a true house price collapse crash, who wants to go out and buy? I mean, even if you want to, because you need to now, and I've always said you can as long as you don't overpay, but now don't overpay. I'm hoping the meaning of that is beginning to sink in for people now. Um, when, you when you've got sellers sitting up there going, no, 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 I I I'm going to share with you a story for an, an agent who called me today. No, I'm actually, I'm going, to, I'm going to have him on as a guest. This guy started out as a registered valuer for mortgage lenders 20 years ago and is also an RICS qualified chartered surveyor and has been for 20 years. He's a senior, experienced, professional house valuing surveyor who is now the owner of two estate agency brands and has only been an estate agent for two years. And he rang me today. We were discussing uh, house prices. His opinion is that house prices, were, and he, this guy's at the coalface, right? He is buying and selling property every single day with his two with his teams and two two offices. Um, and he said that he's been valuing prices at last year's price since the summer, and they're not selling. And he thinks prices will have come down twenty percent by the spring. That is an estate agent, not just any old estate agent, a professionally qualified, registered valuing estate agent he thinks is coming down 20 percent just by now everyone who says oh 20 percent is not that much because of how much it went up that's true it's still significant for a number of reasons because if it's down by 20 percent by the spring it's got a lot further to go now he thinks it's going to level off in the spring well i'm surprised to hear him say that because if you go back and look just go back and look at there's so many graphs and i put them on twitter and i shared them i might show them again after this because you look at the actual trend and behavior and timescales of all the previous house price crashes. Now, in America, the house price fall, uh, the housing market correction, crash, collapse, whatever you want to call it that's happening now, is happening steeper and faster than any. Um, I might try to get that graph up to show you. No, it's going to take me too long. Um, it's well underway and it's steeper and faster than any previous one. For lots of reasons to do with my experience in the city and understanding the dynamics in the money market and the unique situation we are in this time around that we weren't in 2008, I think it's going to be a faster drop. I think one of the reasons for this, right, is that um, the dissemination of market data and information and knowledge through social media is much faster now than it was in 2008, 2009. And even now, there's still a lot of people out there who are being very, very, very slow to react to, to, to the writing that's on the wall about housing market, even now, right? But back in 2008, 2009, the denial was much, the denial was much greater than it is now. People were like, no, it's gonna be fine. I mean, this is what always happens, by the way, before house price crashes, is that everyone goes, no, 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 no. Anyone forecasting house price crashes is an idiot. No, 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 no. And then they all go quiet when it just, goes off the edge and that surveyor used the words falling off a cliff for me today and i got this message as well which i'm going to share with you on screen um hang on a second one moment caller no that one tab image okay you see this that is a message from an estate agent friend of mine who I've known for a long time, who's giving me insight from the data he has from an in-house product that talks about local market data, that the fall throughs in the last seven days compared to the seven days before have more than doubled, right? Agreed deals falling through more than doubled from one week to the next. And exactly as he also predicted, because this is a wise and experienced agent who has agreed with my point of view on the market all year long, um we're going to start to see gazundering which is basically renegotiating by on the buyer's behalf and withdrawals and he's quite right when he says all the more reason to use an experienced agent who will significantly reduce the chance of withdrawal now boys and girls i don't know exactly what the shape of the of the curve is going to be it's only an average curve for the whole country anyway. To you individually, it's different. Uh, I don't know exactly how fast it's gonna fall. But today's data 
confirms to me that it really is going to be bad in terms of this is not it's not a bad thing all right what's going to be bad is the economy and the recession and that's going to be bad and people who have bought if you're a first-time buyer and you've bought in the last couple of years and you're watching this then well i hope you don't need to move for a while is my first response to that and if you do i wish you good luck and um you know it's this is not good news for you guys as long as if you can stay put and if you can afford your mortgage even when your fixed rate comes to an end and i'd like to do a video about on, on, on the options open to people to, to 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 make sure they can afford their mortgage price when it's gone up this is not good news for you this is not good news for you if you're a seller right now but i do think that for the vast majority of people in society as a whole anything that makes homes more affordable is good it's good for families it's good for children it's good for society and i think that homes becoming more affordable can only be a good thing and if they are going to fall down if the prices are going to come down a long way i don't know guys what do you think would you rather they took their time and there was a gentle slide or would you rather just rip off the plaster let's get down and see it and, and, and see how how low they're going to get let me take um i've got one more comment on, on the prices as well there's a really important thing to understand. The reason we're in the situation now is because of what happened in 2008. Okay. When the banking liquidity crisis hit and banks, some banks did fail and other banks were going to fail and the entire financial system looked at risk of total collapse. The government intervention that was necessary to prop up the banks um, has basically lasted from then until now, and it's only recently stopped, okay? And it was the money printing, which is the quantitative easing, which, I mean, unprecedented levels. It's all, including uh, the pandemic, it's close to one trillion pounds of new money in the system uh, from the last 13 years of QE. And they have now stopped that, right? That is not what happened in 2008. Um, Interest rates were not as low in 2008 as they are now, right? It's, there are lots of differences this time around. And so people who say to you, oh, well, house prices have never done this before. Well, we've never been in this situation before. We've this is a completely new, and to use a horribly overused word, it is an unprecedented housing market situation. Everything about it is different. Everything. All the dynamics are different about it. And there are many, many uh different theories and yeah, most people i think it's a combination of all of these theories right it's a combination of all about why house, house prices have gone up but what i do think is that speculators right investors who look to make big returns have got to understand that when you are making significant money although it may not be at the expense of the people you're directly dealing with indirectly there are always or almost always people losing and and the losers who have lost out from the wild house price spike that we've had the last few years are hardworking people who now can't afford a home through no fault of their own um, and the effect that has on their lives. And, and, and uh, don't get me wrong, right? I am, I am a staunch capitalist and a free market guy. I am. But I think that capitalism has massive flaws and problems that need to be addressed. And it cannot be left totally unchecked because you get problems. And things get out of kilter and if you go back through history the one thing that's always happened if it's unchecked is massive income inequality it doesn't matter about exact amounts but if, if the income inequality within a country gets too bad it always ends badly always 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 badly right? anyone who bothers to do their research on that looks into worsening income inequality in anywhere around the world that it's happened in history it ends with a bang every time and people who people need to know that so anyway let me take some questions what questions do you have for me tonight guys i'll take a couple of questions and then i'm going to come back and reiterate what i'd be doing now if i was a mover wanted to move right because i've put that on the screen when you should make your move so um does anybody have a question for me? right here we are reedy on youtube says You've said previously you spotted early signs of market changing. What signs are you looking for to indicate that house prices are starting to recover? Great question. 
Um, it, put simply, it's buyer activity, um, which again, I can see through the CRM systems. I can see the numbers of, of, of people buying through best agent, the numbers of people booking viewings on best agent and coming to look for properties. So I've got, I, I've got front row seats to changes in uh, buyer activity. Okay. <clears throat> and, um, you know, there's been a very, very sharp drop in buyer activity, uh, which on is combination of two things. Number one, uh, people who've been priced, priced out by rising interest rates. So uh, suddenly they can't afford it because the, the, the mortgage repayment's gone up too much or the amount they can borrow has come down. So they've effectively been priced out. And number two, other buyers, cash buyers are going, no, we're not buying now <laughs> in terms of the investing community, I mean. Um, it'll be quite clear and, and I'll be the first one to let you know when I see widespread early signs of, of, of the market improving. Um, looking for another question. All right, Kelly Bullock on YouTube. I've just signed a six month rental agreement. I don't want to stay in rental for too long. When will be the best time to start looking? And the answer is now. Now let me explain what I mean. If you're a first time buyer, what you need to understand is that the total process from when you decide you want to buy a house until you move in will typically take you between six and 12 months. It takes a long time. If you're keen to get into a home that you own without having to wait for the market to bottom out and also without overpaying, the only way to do that is to find the bargains that have happened, right? The properties that come on and they sell at a low price. But the trouble is when they come in, they get snapped up. Who do they get snapped up by? They get snapped up by the people who are out they're viewing. I say this all the time, and I don't think anyone's real. I've had a few people tell me they're doing it, but um, if you are in a position where you think you're going to be buying in the next one to two years, your first task to make sure you don't make a mistake is to get to know that market really well. And the only way to get to know what's happening in the moving market really well where you live is to be out there viewing properties, getting to know the agents, because what will happen is one of the agents that you get to know and build a rapport with, who knows that you're funded and knows that you're serious and knows what you're looking for, has got to know you, will one day go out on a valuation for a new property and they'll, be, and they'll be able to say to the seller, I know who's going to buy this house. I know who's going to buy it. I can tell you their name, their phone number, I can sell it. And they will call you and say, this house, it's what you've been dreaming of. It's what you've been looking for. And the seller, who doesn't mind about getting top whack, they just need it sold quickly. There's a deal to be done here. And a really great agent will type that deal over the phone within a few days, right? So invest time looking at properties. Agents will thank you for that right now, I promise you, right? Disregard all the stuff they tell you about, oh, everything's fine, there's lots of demand. Oh, honestly, agents, why? I just don't understand you just not doing yourself any favors saying that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, the intelligent agents are getting demand because they're pricing properties well and they're getting them sold, but they, those are much smaller in quantity. Um, uh, Adam, no, Alex is not going to be doing a Q&A. Uh, he might do an audio one with me, actually. He might do. I, I, I have to talk to him about it. Um, here's a good question. Southwell Pianos. I'm two weeks into convincing my sale. Should I ring my agent and solicitor every day to check progress? Um, every day is probably a little bit too fast, too, too, too often. But what you should do is when you talk to them, ask them, are you experiencing any delays? All right, that's the question to ask them. Are you experiencing any delays on the buyer side, etc.? cetera? Um, uh, and you want to hope that your your buyer has been properly qualified by the agent and is in a position to move quickly. Um, uh, yes, I think it's going to be a 35% correction. I still think 35% on average, right? 15% in some areas is the best case scenario, 50% in other areas. Um, Kay Osman asks me if I'm still expecting rents to drop. Hang on. Uh, Nick Jones says, is this a result of the easy money from 2008? Yes, it really is. The, 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 the house price bubble 
is a result of the easy money from 2008 compounded by the easy money came in the pandemic and the stamp duty holiday, which created an artificial pressure buildup of demand uh, of people rushing to get things bought uh, to, to save stamp duty money. And, it, and it's just not worked out well at all. Um, Kay Osman, am I expecting rents to drop significantly? Um, I'm stepping back a little bit from that prediction at the moment. I think uh, it's very, very regional, the answer to that question. In London, no. <clears throat> in London, there is an absolute scrum for, for rental properties at the moment. And I think partly increased, the demand has been increased by people who, by, by buyers who decided to rent for a bit more time. Um, but I do, when activity gets back into the buying market, I think you're going to see, there are lots of big moving things happening in the rental market. There are landlords trying to sell up. There are landlords who are not going to be able to, to pay their, their mortgage or their tenants won't be able to pay the rent. They're going to be forced to, there may be some forced sales from landlords, <clears throat> but again, that's going to be highly localized. It depends whether the landlords are mortgaged up or not. And it depends how deep and how bad the recession gets. Okay. But at some point, I do think rent prices are going to come down. I just, I don't have a feel on exactly when yet. Um, but I, I'll keep my eye on that. Uh, we're we're having some trouble with the best agent data. It's it's just like it's it's a mountain of data, and trying to interpret it is really really hard work. Um, but I'm keeping a close eye, and I will keep you updated if there's anything on that that I see. <clears throat> um, Uh, VM asks, is it possible to renegotiate the house price once the missives have been signed off? New build house date completion, July 23. Um, I don't know exactly what you mean by missives, but if you mean, if you've exchanged contracts and you've paid your exchange deposit and you're now waiting for completion, no. The only thing you can do is walk away and, and write off your, your deposit. And I actually know someone who's done that on a new build. They, they thought that was gonna cost them less than waiting being forced to complete at a ridiculously high price and then having to weather stomach a huge loss they actually walked away from the five percent deposit um <clears throat> yeah michelle congratulations if you just sold your house for asking price um um Space asks, is it a good idea to repay on current mortgage or use the money as a deposit to buy late next year? So the answer to that question is, is always an intensely personal one and requires a detailed knowledge of your personal situation, your personal financial situation, your, your age, your demographic, your employment, your, your uh, personal risk profile. And to get the answer to that question, you should talk to a mortgage broker, which nicely is a nice point for me to plug my mortgage guys who have you've been keeping them really busy guys um uh, which is great so no one can, can can accuse me of trying to stop people moving um i'm generating mortgage leads to, to the mortgage guys i'm working with mhwc.co.uk forward slash mortgage if you want to talk to a mortgage broker okay um these guys are handpicked by me because of their attitude to customers they are so far outstanding and i've had nothing but good feedback about them so far um so if you're looking to talk to a mortgage broker pop your details in on that and your details will go straight to them and they'll, they'll be in touch with you very quickly. Um, uh, next question. Okay, this is a, a lot of buyers are having this problem, not only with, with, with uh, house builders, but also with agents. How do you negotiate with a new build seller? They are always intimidating and don't talk about negotiation on price. You're absolutely right. And I hear this constantly. I get private messages on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, by the way, guys, follow me on Twitter if you don't. Moving underscore Charlie. I interact every day on Twitter and I update my findings and my thoughts on it every day on Twitter. Now, Instagram is a great place to send me your questions because I can send you a nice audio clip as an answer, uh, which is much quicker than having to type out a long one. So guys, if you're a first time buyer, it can be very intimidating when an agent looks down their nose at you and goes, no, don't think so, sunshine. So they, and they you know, you make an offer and they go, huh, well, you know, you, you should literally inoculate yourself against whatever they say and whatever they do. Because in the end, 
they are professionals at making you think you're going to have to offer the money they're saying. But as often as not, if they've got no one else offering and you have an offer, just say, well, I hear what you say. I hear you're probably not going to accept it. There's my offer. I'll leave it with you. Uh, don't expect to hear from you, but if you change your mind, give me a call back. And I promise you, I hear it again and again and again from people who've private messaged me saying, you never guess what, two weeks later, they rang me back and they don't want to accept my offer. So disregard the guff. Disregard the guff. Guff is the best word for it. It's hot, smelly air coming out of their mouth about why they're not going to accept a lower price. They're doing their job. Don't, don't criticize them for it, right? They're doing a good job. Agent's job is to get the best price for their clients' properties that they're selling or letting. And same job. Their job is to get the best price, what they're paid to do. So they do it all day, every day. They're good at it. And they are very experienced at conditioning you into making you think uh, that you've got to do what they say. <clears throat> You're the buyer. You are in control, right? You're, if you're the only offer, you're the buyer. To go, I don't care. Just you know, keep your keep your stories and keep your intimidating behaviour. And actually, intimidating behaviour or patronising or condescending behaviour from an agent or a developer, in my view, is actually a telltale sign of a weakness in the negotiating position. Because if they really do have a strong negotiating position, what they'll do is go. I'd love to help you, but I genuinely have these three other offers of this, this, and this price. And, you know, I've, I'll take your offer, of course. And, and they'll do it kindly. They won't be intimidating or patronizing. They'll do it, um, what's the word? Considerately and compassionately. And they won't make you feel stupid, right? And that's when you're like, okay, yeah, probably right. But whenever it's intimidating, it's always an act. So, Abby, I hope that helps, right? Just disregard the guff. Say after me disregard the guff okay because when they're giving it all that with their raised eyebrow or their or their mm, show or, it's, it's guff guff <laughs> disregard the guff make your offer of the maximum price you're comfortable paying given all your circumstances leave it on the table some if, if nine out of ten say no and one in ten says yes you only need one don't you it's got to go out and do the viewings do not get yourself too attached to a single property. If you get yourself too attached to a single property, you will overpay. If you can afford to, then fine, but don't ever stretch yourself. Um, Annie Anonymous, a similar sort of question. Would it annoy agents if you visit those and reveal your lower budget? Who cares? <laughs> it doesn't matter. You're a buyer. You're entitled to ask for a viewing. They're entitled to say yes or no. Agents can refuse a viewing, right? It doesn't matter if it's annoying. Just don't worry about how they feel about you and your offer, okay? You just, it, this is a transaction. They are the broker. They are supposed to be the facilitator of the transaction. So don't worry about what they, okay, no, sorry, Carl Patrick. I'm sorry, I had a big, wait. This is a false statement. This is an error. It is a bloke in the pub cliche, and it's not true of anything, especially houses. Okay. Um, Abby, thank you for your message. I've seen that. Glad it helps. If ever anybody says to you a house is only worth what someone's willing to pay, no, wrong. Let me explain why. A crap estate agent will find you one buyer. And whatever that buyer offers might be what they're willing to pay. Does it mean that that's what the house is worth? A good agent will get you competing buyers. And in that scenario, you'll always get a higher price than you would have got with just one person. So I suppose. A house is only worth what the highest bidder is willing to pay would be a more accurate statement. But actually, having worked in a state agency or alongside a state agency for so long, I can tell you that in extreme cases, a house will go for plus or minus 10% of its actual uh, market value, right? Because you have individual factors in play for both the seller and the buyer where 
for example, two people looking at the same house. One might be moving in for a job that's a five minute walk away. The other one might be moving in for a job that's a commute away. That commuting cost affects the value of that house to that person. And so that person who's not commuting might be able to pay more. So there are reasons why the same property is worth different amounts to different people. And if an agent does their job right, no, no beer tonight, Jack, I'm on tea. If an agent does their job right, and by the way, by doing that means presenting your property immaculately, right? Preparing it, photographing it, preparing, just, just presenting it immaculately, number one. Number two, pricing it perfectly, just the right price to get that, not too cheap, but gets, looks like it's good value and gets you a rush of interest. There is also a time factor in what someone's willing to pay. When houses sell quickly, they always sell for more than if they sit in the market for a while, then the price comes down. So I'm sorry, it's total bollocks that a house is only worth what someone is willing to pay. It's, it's not true. If you're a seller selling a house, how much you get for that house depends massively on how well it is presented, how well it's marketed, how well the agent um, gets buyers competing against each other and how well they negotiate. All of those things will affect what your house is worth. So disregard that. Okay, Carl, yeah, someone, but it, 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 I suppose it depends on who the someone is. So it's, it's, it's either a meaningless statement because the someone could be anyone or who, which someone you're talking about, or it's, an, it's, it's, just, it's, it's, it's an unhelpful statement because it makes it sound like the house is only worth what someone's willing to pay. Well, yeah, but how much is that? Like, I know situations of, of houses high end of the market that have gone for 20% over asking price. Okay, well, you can say, well, there's the, that, that it's worth. No, it wasn't worth that. It was only worth that to that person. But if that person was to sell it again, they wouldn't get that. So did they pay what it was worth or did they pay more than what it's worth? See what I'm saying? It's not that straightforward, guys. Um, properties being sold off market. Alex Twitter asks, where can we these be viewed and can you get a good deal? Um, two ways, either get a buying agent. Um, and if you want one, hit me up in the comments uh, or private message me uh, or be registered with the agents and don't just register with them. They are not going to call everyone that registers with them. Make it clear to them that you're serious and proceedable and that they should call you. Then you'll get the phone call. If they think the property that they've got off market is right for you, they will call you. <clears throat> um, okay. Uh, now, are there any um, I guys? I cannot give you regional predictions. I cannot. I have to say this every single video. I cannot give you regional predictions. <clears throat> um, the only thing I can say is that the areas that have seen the highest spikes are possibly more likely to see the biggest drops. Right. Um, Sonia Admin. I'm a first time buyer and negotiated a house price after my level three report. Can the lender pull off by any chance as our mortgage broker sent the price amendment form to lender? Uh, I think you need to ask a mortgage broker. Ask your broker. I, 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 I'm sorry, I should have, shouldn't have been the question because I haven't given you an answer. That's crap, isn't it? Um, right, I, I just, a little bit of love for estate agents here. I can tell you that I would not be an estate agent for any amount of money. It is without a doubt the most difficult job I've ever seen anyone do, except with the exception of people in the medical professions. I have never seen a more difficult job. It is the most misunderstood. I, I'm not, I am not defending the crap conduct of lots of agents. 
right? That's a separate thing. Are many of them crap? Yes. Do many of them behave badly? Yes. But I understand the reasons behind it. And I'm telling you, agents have a shitty job because so many people have such a poor impression of estate agents before they even begin their first move. Agents get treated. I have seen people treat estate agents so badly when they don't deserve it. I've seen new people who've gone into their first job as an estate agent. They're young, they're enthusiastic, they want to help people find their home, and they've just been treated so badly. And there's just never an excuse for that, right? And if you are in a estate agency right now, you are facing a very uncertain future, right? There are already people losing their jobs in the estate agency. There are already conveyancing companies being put into liquidation, people being laid off. There are people losing jobs in the estate agency. Um, I've actually got uh, the, the Mortgage Advice Bureau's trading update today. Um, they have not been, they've been letting people go and not replacing them because transactions are forecast to drop. Now, I don't know how the faster prices fall, the quicker transactions will resume. It, very roughly speaking, right? But um, I, I have a bit of sympathy for estate agents right now. I'd find it difficult to be enthusiastic about my job right now if I was an estate agent, right? Unless I was one of the ones that was that saw this coming nine months ago, was really intelligent and advised clients accordingly and managed everything so that they are now actually doing great guns. Like that estate agent, uh, actually I'd like to get her on as well, JDG Estates in Lancaster, um, who are busy, busy, busy and selling everything they list because they know how to present a property, they know how to market a property, they know how to get competing buyers, they know how to sell. And even in this market, they are getting at or above asking price because it is. This is why you must never think all estate agents are the same. If you're a seller and you think all agents are the same, it's the most expensive mistake you'll ever make. I would never choose an agent because their fee was cheap. An agent that whose fee is cheap doesn't know how to negotiate and you want them negotiating your house price for you. It's a false economy. Find an agent you trust. Motivate them because their job is difficult and they earn nothing for you unless they sell, all right? Um, so yeah, I, I'm not disputing the fact that many of you are gonna be experiencing very underwhelming uh, service from estate agents right now. I'm just pointing out to you that they're having a really shit time of it at the moment and their people are looking to a living and they've got a very uncertain future and they're going to be losing jobs along them. So just no one deserves to lose their job unless they actually do something deliberately bad, right? Um, next question. Are new build prices negotiable? Of course they are. They'll tell you that they're not, but they have to sell them. They cannot hold a gun to people's head and say, this is the only price we'll sell at. Well, then it won't sell, right? They will tell you that they're not negotiable. I mean, the thing I've bought and sold most often in my life is cars. I'm a petrol head. I love cars. And I bought and sold cars. I must have owned 40 or 50 cars in my lifetime. Um, uh, and I've experienced, I've been out negotiated so many times and I've learned every time. Um, uh, and I've also learned their skills and then been able to out negotiate back. And I've had people selling cars go, no, sorry, there's no budget on price. And I go, okay, no problem. Thanks then. Bye. Walk off. Well, I, what, what were you thinking? They go, <laughs> Oh, so it is negotiable then. It's always negotiable. It's always negotiable, okay? Unless they've got multiple competing bidders. Um, a list of all my cars you've owned. That would be a fun video. That would be a fun video. Um, MG Rover Explored says, my first experience of agents is trying to manufacture a sealed bid scenario more often than not. Yeah. They do that. It's their job. And when they succeed, they've done their seller. You know, everyone is a seller one day. <laughs> the funny thing is, is, I know so many buyers who've, who've grumbled and complained about estate agents' conduct. And when it comes to sell and uh, the, the, their agent that they picked is doing all of these tricks to get the high price, like, oh, are they? Oh, fine. Yeah, well, you know, I just let them do what their job is. You know, it's fine if they're going <laughs> to. It's amazing how people change their mind about agents' behavior when they're on the other side of the fence. Um, Oh, Luke Wilson, works in house building. The markup on new builds for developers are huge. I work in the industry, plenty of deals to be had, trust me. One guy come in and bought three Bellway homes for the price of two. Wow, 
That's amazing. Um, Um, this is a very frequent question. Nisha Baku says, should we be asking for below asking price at the moment? It depends on whether the asking price is a realistic one or not. So it depends on every agency, it depends on every property. If the property is listed with a good agent, you will know because there will be competing buyers. Um, and if the property is overpriced and there's a stupid asking price, you'll know because they'll be begging you for an offer of some kind. So depending on what the asking price is, Charlotte Owen, Charlotte Owen 89 says, I just want something I can afford. Yeah, and I think that's the sentiment of a lot of people. And that is why I think what's happening now is good news. At some point, people say, oh, it's never going to be affordable again. It is. It has to. That's how a free market works. And yes, there'll be interventions and, and things that will affect house prices and um, you know, demand spikes coming from different places. But ultimately, House prices have to become affordable for, for, for enough people for the house, for housing market to function. So eventually it will always find its equilibrium. And you're going to see sellers soon. I mean, I think today's news will have been a rude wake up call for some sellers. Um, ba -ba -ba -bum. Wait, what's the question of Nicola W? Uh, Okay, Nicola W asks, why will the areas that increased the most now reduce the most? I assume these areas, well, there's a couple of reasons. Uh, um, it's, I'm not saying all of the ones that increased the most will reduce the most. Some of the areas that increased the most were just on the back of people changing their um, life decisions uh, for the pandemic and wanting to run for the country. So, so the West Country, Cornwall, Devon, Wales saw wild price increases. Um, and I suspect they're going to be coming down a long way. I, 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 I'm not as confident about that as I'm about the overall market, right? But just the ones that spike the highest tend to correct the most. Um, no, asking prices generally still aren't dropping very much because don't forget, sellers are accepting offers below asking price that we don't see. When Best Agent is famous, and when Best Agent has become the go-to site for people moving home, we will have access to prices that properties are trading at, at the agreed stage. And we will share that information. It's because it's just more helpful for everyone and it stops these, these bubbles happening. And it just means everyone knows where they stand. Um, it helps. So, it's one of the things I'm going to be doing with that. I need all of your help. I need all of you to go to Best Agent if you're looking to buy a house. Uh, at the moment, we've still got data issues with figuring out, but, but but please check it out and let me know and report any problems that you find. Um, it's really helpful if you do. Um, Bestagent.co.uk. Um, next question. I'm going to wrap this up in the next couple of minutes, guys. Victoria. Uh, if you're selling in Dorset, yeah. Uh, are you actually on the market now or are you uh, about to sell? Because whatever you should be doing, um, just, just Victoria, are you on the market or about to go on the market? Uh, and if you're on the market, what's happening? Um, The most important thing to do if you're buying is to move, sorry, if you're selling. If you're selling to buy, there's no right. If you're an upsizer, this 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 advice does not apply. If you're moving sideways from one property to another one different location, it doesn't it doesn't matter so much because you're you're kind of hedged by whatever prices do. But if you are just selling or downsizing, you need to move very soon. But Victoria, if you're looking to, to buy as well, um, don't wait till Boxing Day. I just uh, get ahead of the Boxing Day rush. Get ahead. Just make sure it's priced correctly. Um, Gary Harvey here. Here, okay. This is the last question. Prospective first-time buyer. My rent costs have gone through the roof. I, I have a large deposit. And I'm ready to buy. I will be out there looking. I'll be out there looking, but not in a hurry to buy. I'll be out there looking until I got to know.
the area I wanted to live in well enough that I felt I now have a feel for this market. I know what prices should be. And I could factor in what I feel about my personal situations, situations, my rent payments, how much I want to buy a home, how long I'm going to live there, how realistic the agent's pricing can be, and get out there and view the properties. And then when you find the right one, I promise you guys, you're all going to start. Those of you who follow this advice, get out there and view, 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 are going to start coming back and telling me next year that that this next thing was correct, which is you'll walk to the door of a property one day and you'll just know, you'll know, this is it. This is the one. And you'll know and you'll be ready to move because you'll know the market well. So you'll have confidence and you'll get it. Um, cryptocurrency news guy. Charlie, I told you best agent was rubbish. You ignored me. Why on earth would you agents even want to use Portuguese registered business when we use a slate nine fifth of them? Okay, so um fair question. Um and best agent is rubbish at the moment because okay, so so we're going up against people like Rightmove and Zupra, okay? So Rightmove has I think uh, 200 million pounds a year budget. Uh Zupra about half that. Um, they have teams of hundreds of developers, uh, some of them are laying off. I'm self-funded. I am um, bootstrapped. I have spent roughly five million quid building Best Agent over the last seven years. It's the biggest piece of tech in the industry ever. And it is rubbish at the moment. And I totally accept that uh, because we're still, it's, the very, it's like a brand new build, huge shopping center complex. Imagine that, right? But there's still got a lot of snagging to do. So we're at the snagging stage um and agents don't need to use it they just need to decide whether they want the leads from it or not so the way best agent works is that we put sellers in touch with agents and buyers who want to book viewings in touch with agents and if the experience is better than the other sites the leads will go and the agents can decide if they want them or not and if not then they won't so what i do know we have a mantra a best agent which is deliver the difference or die right deliver the difference that movers and agents are looking for or die um and i don't slate 90 percent of agents I don't say 90%. Where do you get that 90% figure from? That's not true. Um, no, Adam, I can't get VC funding. I've been around the house with VCs before and it did not end well. They literally torpedoed every single thing because London-based venture capitalists don't understand tech, which is why there's never been a tech unicorn out of London. All right. Um, I've got a video about that as well. Every single investor and partner I've ever had in 30 years has derailed the business. They've let personal stuff get in the way, whatever. So I had to do it alone. I've done it alone. Um, I'm not slating estate agents. I'm, I'm, I'm slating the poor conduct of some of them, the worst ones. And I'm here to help them. OK, thanks, Catherine. Good night. Um, no one can buy shares in Best Agent. It's privately owned. And the reason that it's in Portugal is because um, that's where my software developers are. All right. So I've actually my, my software development team is based in Portugal. Um, I don't understand why that makes a difference to agents to use it or not, because the best agent limited is a subsidiary, British subsidiary. So cryptocurrency guy, um, have I answered your question uh, fairly or not? Um, if you contact me, uh, private message on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, you get hold of me. Um, the Boxing Day rush is uh, traditionally the busiest day online for property searching of the year. Um, yeah, that's why I'm skint. <laughs> that's why I've got no money because I spent. I, I've literally. It's, I've gambled everything, 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 uh, everything down to my last um, pair of underpants is is gambled on best agent because uh, ultimately the mission is ultimately a home for everyone. And to help end homelessness and there is actually a commercial approach to doing that um guys I, i've got to go it's it's past 10 o'clock um and thank you nick thank you very much nick that's really kind of you thank you for the money for bex blue um i've got to go guys it's been good it's been great um no nah, i can't sell the tesla uh, the Tesla is the Tesla is I will own it eventually, but not for another couple of years. So I can't sell that. I could sell my plane, but actually the plane has, has been a very, very effective marketing tool. It's actually why I've got this following on YouTube. 
Um, and it's also doubled in price since I bought it, so that's an investment. But if I have to, I will. Um, oh, yeah, I'm keeping the Merc. I'm not selling the Merc. I wouldn't get enough money from the Merc. Oopsie. Sean. Yeah, I, I will keep the Merc. I'm never selling the Merc. I'm never selling the Merc. The, the Merc is a, is a part of the family. Um, Yeah. Okay, guys. Um, if you you can message me on LinkedIn, no problem. Um, yeah, Victoria, I get ahead of it. Why wait? Why wait? Why do you want to be part of that big rush? You you want to be out there before the others. Okay. What's this question, Joad? Never try instant valuations are meaningless. 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 I can't advise you on if it's the right price. I, I can't advise you. you. You've got to figure that out for yourself. You've got to get to know your market yourself to work out the price you're comfortable with. Um, but I wouldn't be paying anything near what the valuation says right now. Guys, I've got to go. Thank you so much. Thank you all so much. I really appreciate your time watching the video. I, I wanted this to be half an hour. It's been an hour. Um, I hope it's been helpful. Um, stay safe. Stay warm. And I'll see you on the next one. Thank you, guys. Good night. Bye-bye.